2: now
4: Greetings and salutations loyal viewers of this channel. Today we're going to talk about the Tyree Nichols video. It recently dropped this much hyped video the charges and all that. But before we get into that, rather than thank my own website members, I will say friend of the channel, AIU, has been banned off of Patreon. I know this happened before, but he was restored, he's banned again, so if you were a patron, go over and support him over at Subscribestar, link is in the description. And for those of you who don't like him, or whatever, this message isn't for you, the rest of the video is for you, so I don't really care why you don't like one of my friends who I'm trying to support, after they got banned for no reason. So this video has more hype behind it than any other body cam footage that I've ever seen released in this country's history. We were told that because the cops were fired immediately, the five cops involved, that this was gonna be bad. Some of the people who had seen the video compared it to Rodney King, some said it was worse than Rodney King, and all of that. So, needless to say, a lot of police departments around the country were on edge when the Memphis PD decided that they were going to release this at 7 p.m. on a Friday night, thus activating all the rioters that were around. However, I'm happy to report right now at this moment in time, and I'm filming this on Saturday morning, the day after the body cam was released, the protests haven't actually got out of hand. And one of the ways you know why is that they keep showing us footage of this NYPD car getting stomped in by the windshield and this person being arrested and a few other arrests in New York City. That's a good thing. There should be no reason for any of these protests to even be happening. If you're upset about this incident, let us not forget that the Memphis PD acted immediately. They fired the five officers. They then arrested them, charged them with second-degree murder, and the NYPD, the LAPD, the Philadelphia Police Department are not the Memphis PD, so this local issue shouldn't be protested and taken out on police departments that have absolutely nothing to do with this. Now, originally, I was going to break down this video. I was going to break down the charges and all that and tell you why I think the second degree murder charge fits and I'm going to read that for you so you can understand where I'm coming from and a lot of people of course as stupid as they are whenever we talk about this have demanded first degree murder charges but in the state of Tennessee the first degree murder statute requires a way of planning and premeditation that is just not present here if you go to the second degree statute you will see that there are three things that qualify for second degree murder the first is a knowing killing of another now this one does not fit and prompts two and three of the second degree murder statute are actually deaths resulting from distributing a narcotic to somebody when that narcotic causes that death and it specifically outlines schedule one and schedule two narcotics and as you can see that also does not fit however section B is where we actually have a charge that might make sense based on what we've seen from the body cam footage and I want to emphasize might make sense because we have to talk about certain aspects of the body cam footage so so you can understand that maybe these five actually have an adequate defense so section b says in prosecution for violation of this section if the defendant knowingly engages in multiple incidents of domestic abuse comma assault or infliction of bodily injury against a single victim, the trier of the fact may infer the defendant was aware of the cumulative effect of the conduct was reasonably certain to result in death of the victim, regardless of whether any single incident would have resulted in death. So what this is saying is that essentially you could be charged with second-degree murder and convicted of second-degree murder for knowingly killing a person, distributing them narcotics that resulted in their death, Or, more importantly, and more crucially to our case, assaulting a person repeatedly in such a way that a person could logically deduce that that violence inflicted upon them could result in the death. So, what they're essentially saying is that the beatdown that this person got during the course of his arrest would have risen to that assault provision in Section B, and thus, that's why they're charging him with second-degree murder. Get it? Got it? Good. But here's the thing. Now originally I was going to side with the prosecution in this case. It's not every day that you see five officers immediately fired. ...following a situation like this, so I assumed, based on the hype, that this footage would reveal a completely unwarranted beatdown for a suspect, and that would make sense and align with the charges as promised. And originally, one of the clips that was floating around was actually surveillance video that appeared to show the suspect being hit repeatedly... After he was handcuffed, you can actually see the hands behind his back, and then you could see this guy revving up for a haymaker. Now, I'm not going to show you this haymaker, because YouTube's terms of service are what they are. And again, this is a brutal beatdown that resulted in the death of one Mr. Nichols. But here's the thing. I actually ended up finding a longer version, all the different angles of the body cam footage, and after seeing this i realize that i don't think the officers actually struck this person after he was handcuffed because one of the things you'll notice when you actually look at this from the various angles and again all the angles will be linked in the description is that these haymakers were done while this guy was yelling put your hands behind your back and you can actually see the cuff on one hand not on two hands during the course of these events
2: give us a hands. Give me your hands. Same location. <laughs> Ross and Ross and <laughs> What's the character What's
4: it now this actually significantly changes the case in my opinion and leads these officers to actually having a legitimate defense against the second degree murder charges because the way that this was presented and the way that it looks from the surveillance video is that five officers ended up chasing a guy he got away from the first interaction of course he was resisting arrest every single one of these stories the lesson from this story is don't resist arrest comply don't run from the cops because that's going to result in problems but regardless of that it seemed like they cuffed him at a certain point in time and then the beatdown continued and then the assault continued that ended up leading to his death and this would be the unwarranted repeated assault that could result in a second degree murder charge however when I realize, based on the body cam footage, that he's still fighting back, he's still out of the handcuffs, he's still not in custody at this point in time, then all of a sudden you realize that they're still trying to restrain him. Now, the haymakers look terrible, the kicks and all this stuff, the batons, the pepper spray, all this incompetence from these five officers looks really bad. A lot of people look at this and they think... Five officers, I don't care how drugged out this person is, should be able to take this person into custody. Not realizing how difficult that actually is and not realizing the overall point, which is, If they can't take him into custody and he's still resisting, then the force that they're implementing is to get to the goal of getting this person in custody. And let us not forget, this is a guy who tanked a taser shot in the beginning of this interaction. He also tanked multiple pepper sprays in the face. And one of the amusing things about this video, if you can find any kind of humor in it. Is that the officer sprays him directly in the face? He seems relatively unfazed by it, but because pepper spray tends to aerosolize, two of the officers actually caught the spray in the face.
2: Right? Uh.
3: bro. Oh shit!
4: Uh. Oh shit! And had to leave the scene. So you ended up in a situation where the weapons being deployed by the officers some of the time were more useful against the officers than the suspect. They also used the baton, and they tried to get him restrained with the police baton, and that still didn't work. And this is where we run into problems in terms of criminal prosecution, because he's clearly and obviously resisting arrest. If this was a case of punitive force, force used after he was detained, open and shut, these guys are guilty, clear as day. And if there is any point in the video that I I missed where they actually did assault him after he was already cuffed please let me know because I thought from the surveillance video that that was the case that they were punching and kicking him but now I look and I listen to the body cam footage and they're still trying to get his hands under control and that's the thing most of this force if not 100% of this force was all distributed to Nichols during the course of trying to detain him so I'm not sure that you can actually legally in a sensible way charge these officers with second degree murder maybe you could charge them with excessive force but again excessive force would imply that they're doing something above and beyond in order to get this guy in custody or after this guy's in custody but in reality they could not get this guy in custody now look i've seen a ton of people talk about how officers need grappling skills and better training and all the things that we typically hear but regardless of that they didn't have it so they don't have the skill In order to get this guy restrained he's fighting back against five officers and the result of him fighting back against five officers is that the officers hit this guy a bunch of times and that resulted in his death so what I will say as of right now is this video looks pretty bad it's not the worst police video I've ever seen unfortunately I've seen far more violent instances but the case is a bit more ambiguous than we've been led to believe based solely on the fact that it appears and again I am open to a correction and a timestamp where I am wrong that the force was distributed before he was cut. So, are these officers to go down for murder, for second-degree murder, based on actions that they took to restrain this person and actions that they stopped... After he was already restrained. That's my question. That's what I want to know. Okay, so I'm looking at the video after asking people on Twitter whether or not this guy was kicked after he was cuffed. And it seems to be the consensus of Twitter that this point in time is where he's cuffed. Then you have this officer run in from basically off frame and throw a kick and then this other officer throw a kick. Now maybe this point does not matter at all and I'm 90% sure that the criminal charges are likely at least warranted at this point in time and I think that it will result in some kind of a conviction. But on this channel, I try to give you as much information as possible about what the possible defense is going to be, what the prosecution is going to argue, and for me, I can't help but notice that later on, after these two kicks are utilized, it seems like They finally cuff him. After the flashlight's on, this guy gets onto his legs. That's when he's cuffed, because all the officers get up at the same time, and this is when they start celebrating, and it's all smiles and all that. So let me know in the comments two things. One, whether or not you think he was cuffed before the kicks came in, and two, more importantly, whether or not you think that if he wasn't cuffed at that point that changes anything in terms of the criminal liability of the officers. Now, like I said, the protests around the country that people predicted would turn into riots did not really emerge in that manner, and this is due in large part to the fact that everybody involved in this situation is black the officers are five black dudes the suspect in this case is a black dude so there is no logical way that you can imply or infer some kind of racism here however that hasn't stopped a bunch of idiots from trying to do so in the press although that just does not have the effect that a chauvin being a white person had in the floyd situation also let us not forget That It's not a presidential election year. If you track Black Lives Matter activity, it very much coincides with the presidential election season, and it's the middle of the winter. So while they might schedule a protest in New York City and Philadelphia.
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com. flare.com
4: and all that It's really cold and people don't like going out in the cold. So when you factor all that stuff in, it makes a lot of sense that the civil unrest as of this point, again, filming this on Saturday morning, has not been to the level that some people were worried that it would actually be. Now, despite this, you have people claiming that this is white supremacy and blah, 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 police are a white supremacist institution and all the other stupid, idiotic, totally pointless and worthless criticisms that people levy against the police when they can't actually attack a white person there is no racism claim so cnn's headline saying that even though these officers are black it's still about racism is false. And of course, the worst offender, the absolute most terrible is not Twitter overall. It's one Corey Bush. Now, Cory Bush released the most brain dead, stupid, idiotic, poorly thought out, ridiculous and absurd take humanly possible. And I just want to read you some of the excerpts from that take. Charging the officers who brutalized Tyree is not enough. Our country will continue to sanction the taking of black lives with impunity until it embraces an affirmative vision of public safety that dismantles its racist policing system rooted in enslavement and government control. And let's be clear, merely diversifying the police forces will never address the violent racist architecture that underpins the entire criminal legal system. The mere presence of black officers does not stop policing from being a tool of white supremacy so people like cory bush despite her being a black woman actually really believe genuinely that black people have no agency everything is being controlled by shadowy white people in the background that are puppeteering absolutely everything because that is the only way you could release a statement this completely and utterly stupid out into the public related to this incident Memphis is a city that by the way if you guys are unaware is almost two thirds black their police chief is black all of these officers and everybody involved in this situation happen to be black so this has nothing to do with white people white supremacy or any of that absurd nonsense the idea that policing is rooted in white supremacy is completely made up not supported by anything we've gone over it over and over again about how police departments were actually copied from the north when they didn't have slavery from states that refused to enforce the fugitive slave act And the North copied it from the London police, which, again, was not all about slavery. And to the myth that Southern police departments are rooted in slave patrols, that is also not the case. It turns out that the majority of Southern police departments, not all, but the majority of them actually were post-Reconstruction, meaning well after the Civil War, after the Northern troops left, they ended up forming police departments. And some of them were formed during Reconstruction, which is why many of these police departments' inaugural classes actually have black people in them. They weren't slave catchers who needed another job after the Civil War. That's an absolute and utter myth. It is stupid to repeat. But then again, we're talking about Cory Bush, who was actually elected to Congress based on the lie around the Michael Brown case. That's who this woman is through and through. And her statement gets even stupider and more ridiculous. And she's already said white supremacy is behind this. Throwing blacks in the police force doesn't change anything. It's still white people behind this. And on top of that, we need to abolish the police because that's what she means about dismantling the police department. So utter fool, utter moron. St. Louis and I mourn with Tyree's family and echo their call to disband the Scorpion unit of the Memphis Police Department. I will not stop advocating for a country where our government helps feed, house, educate, and support our children, families, and communities members instead of slaughtering them at the altar of white supremacy. Again, totally unhinged, totally unbalanced statement from a professional liar, from a professional race hustler who managed to parlay her lies about the Michael Brown case into a position in Congress. This woman should never be in Congress. She advocates for criminality. I definitely would keep the Scorpion unit. I don't know what it does. Does, but if Corey Bush is opposed to it that probably is a good indicator of this unit's effectiveness and why it definitely should be there now a lot of people have criticized people like Tucker Carlson and other people for pointing out how violent Memphis is but I found out this absolutely amazing stat by accident because I ended up looking up the homicides in Memphis saw their 2020 numbers and since I'm so familiar with the New York City homicide numbers I thought I would present this to you so you can understand this now you guys are aware and understand that Memphis is going to be in the top 10 cities for per capita homicide in this country you get it you understand it but in 2020 this is an amazing fact memphis actually had 289 murders now their city's population is 628,000. this is the same exact number of murders that the city of new york had in 2018 just two years prior to that the same exact number 289 the thing is the city of new york has a population of 8.5 million meaning that the city of memphis is well over 10x the murder rate of the city of New York. And I understand that murders have actually gone up in the city of New York. We're now in more recent years in around the 450 people murdered due to the fact that we defunded the police and all these woke criminal justice policies instituted not just at the city level, but at the state level. But it should not be comparing in raw numbers to a city that is closer to half a million people when our city is approaching and might eventually hit 10 million people it's absolutely insane it's absolutely crazy how violent this place is just to give you a bit of perspective for all these people trying to poo poo how bad memphis is as a city now as you can see 2021 was actually worse where they had 346 homicides to 304 murders which by the way both of these are records so back-to-back record-breaking years in terms of homicide but it's even worse When you look at the population and realize that over this period of time, people are fleeing Memphis. In 2019, pre-Black Lives Matter riots, their population was 650,000, a very slow decline comparatively. Then a dramatic drop of 20,000 people to 631,000, then another drop to 628,000. So they're setting record murders while people are also fleeing the city of memphis so they're actually going up in terms of homicide rate because we do it on a per capita basis and guess what they're hemorrhaging population and still setting records now 2022 thankfully the fever broke a little bit but homicides are still significantly elevated in memphis i mean just think about how insane this is in 2018 memphis had only 184 reported homicides by the way that is still a lot per capita. But remember, they count homicides and murders separately, so this is the higher number. In just two years, they went to 290 murders with 330 reported homicides. Memphis is falling apart. The other reason I wanted to give you some context for Memphis, Tennessee, the level of murders and the demographics of that city, is so that you can understand that the only reason anybody cares about this at all whatsoever is is because of the presence of police uniforms during the course of this alleged crime. Because there's almost a murder a day in the city of Memphis, and if not for the police uniforms, this would just be another incident for the media to ignore, which is, of course, an incident of black-on-black crime, but black-on-black homicide, which make up the overwhelming majority of what happens in the city of Memphis. So that also should be emphasized that the reason we're focusing on this ...is because of the uniform and because people want to say that the uniform is a symbol of white supremacy but in reality they're ignoring all the other deaths of overwhelmingly black people in the city of memphis because that's inconvenient for the narrative overall this doesn't look good at all these five memphis police officers look like they did an absolutely horrible thing the footage does not look great and i would not be surprised if they were convicted bare minimum on an excessive force charge even if i don't know if that's going to rise to the level of a second degree murder whether or not these guys were trying to restrain this person, it seems like they're totally incompetent in their ability to do so because you would think that five people with the less lethals would be able to get the job done. That being said, I can't ignore the fact that this guy tanked a taser. I can't ignore the fact that the baton didn't appear to work on him and multiple shots of pepper spray ...also seem completely useless, and crucially, the thing that leaves me open to some ambiguity about whether or not these officers will ultimately end up being convicted is the fact that it appears that all of the violence engaged against this person was done prior to him being handcuffed and not punitive post him being handcuffed. Now, I will give the caveat that people on Twitter have told me that they believe that a kick or two actually came post being handcuffed, and maybe the footage and the timeline that I'm reading comparing the surveillance footage to the body cam footage isn't as clear as it should be. Unfortunately, one of the angles we have is from an officer that ended up pepper spraying himself so he leaves but you can still hear the people while he's away saying give me your hands give me your hands put your hands behind your back and all of that which would lead me to believe that he was still not restrained at that point in time also i have to give the caveat that even if you could find a valid defense to present in front of a jury this is the city of memphis this jury pool is going to come from this group of people who already see this on the news and it's a huge story over there so likely, even if the defense is solid, you might result in a conviction if they decide to go to trial, so you might end up with a plea deal situation from each and every one of these officers. Also, we could see a situation where some of them go for a deal in order to testify against the others, and in that case, you could almost rest assured that there will be some serious convictions. That being said, I will be fascinated to watch this trial unfold. I will be covering it on this channel if it proceeds the trial, and it's a video trial and all that and i will also throw this out there that if there is rioting and all that i will cover that going forward i mean if you think about it there shouldn't even be protesting in this country because if you're against police violence well i got great news for you they fired these cops immediately and then they arrested them and charged them with second degree murder which is definitely the highest charge the highest interpretation of what these officers did And again, this is a Memphis Police Department situation. It occurred there. It's not something that involves New York or California or any of these other places, Georgia, Atlanta. They're expecting a whole bunch of problems over there related to that whole cop city thing as well. They're trying to tie the two together and make a package deal. But yeah, this has nothing to do with any of that. The officers were actually held accountable in this situation. Maybe they'll have a defense going forward. But to say that the prosecution and everybody didn't act swiftly, if you're on the side of these guys need to be sentenced for serious charges, they've done each and every step in order to do so. So I don't understand why anybody's protesting anything at all anyway, because there were consequences for this police violence, whether it turns out this is a convictable case or not. But hey, Those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you liked this video, then show me by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description box of this video. This has been me talking about the Tyree Nichols case. Till next time.
2: now